When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. There's about 200 children in this country waiting over three years for genetics treatment and that list looks set to go there's only one place that this happens it's of course the great crumlin hospital uh, it's genetics testing and screening for rare diseases and then when you get the screening done you can obviously have some kind of a treatment plan but if you screen you can't uh, rebecca o'reardon good morning to you good morning tell me about emmy um, so she is n- not like anyone I've ever met. She's absolutely gas. Um, she's just a such a smiley little girl. She's like a firecracker in every sense of the word. Um, I suppose her um, her kind of st- she she had a bit of a you know a, a rough kind of small small few bumps along the road when she was a baby. But then I suppose for her the kind of the difficulty started when she was about seven months. And she started um, having seizures. Right. Um, and at that point, they referred her for a genetic testing. Um, in fairness to her, a very good neurologist, um, she straight off the bat was like, let's do some testing here. Um, so that was in December of 2019. Right. Um, and then from there, it's just been kind of, you know, Quite a pretty crazy roller coaster. Really. Has she been seen? I mean, yes, Rebecca. She was actually seen. She was seen in July, so she yeah she was seen about a month ago. Right. right. Um, but I suppose the difficulty with genetics is that I mean it is a it is it's a relatively new area. Um, in fairness, it is a relatively new area, especially in Ireland. Mm. Uh, but it's also like an extremely important area. Um, and. I mean, any, any uh, you know, a pediatrician or a neurologist can order tests, but like we got results of tests back in uh, December of last year, mm-hmm. but our neurologist wasn't able to really fully interpret those results, so we had to go to the geneticist for the geneticist to kind of explain them to us. Yes. And I suppose the difficulty as well then with genetics is it's such a complex area oh, yeah. that unless it and this sounds pretty crazy now but there's actually this there's rare conditions that they that you can test for through genetics and then there's other things you know but then there's so many other things that i mean there's actually roughly between th- like three and eight rare conditions discovered in genetics every single week wow um so it is like a, an incredibly rapidly 
yeah. you know, evolving area of medicine, but it's also like, you know, a hugely important one. Yeah. Now, because like... So, so you, you, sorry to cut across you, but it's 2019 mm-hmm. that the uh, neurologist said Amy needed these tests. Uh, December, was it December of 2019? And then right through 2020 and right up to the, up to July of this year. And that's, that's not unusual is the thing. No, like that's actually, she was actually seen very quickly in comparison to a lot of other people. I mean, she had three different referrals sent off to Crumlin. Um, you know, um, so she, she had three referrals sent. I was onto TDs. I was a constant pain in the backside to people. I'll be totally honest with you. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was why she was seen when she was seen. I mean, she would definitely, 100% she would still be waiting otherwise. And, you know, but there's, I mean, there's, it's up to a lot of people are waiting three or four years. And I suppose we, I mean, if you've been referred to the genetics department, whether it's an urgent um, situation or whether it's routine, four years isn't considering that a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of rare conditions out there that are life limiting, that they're hereditary. Now, thankfully, none of that is the case for Emmy. Um, But, you know, when you're, when you have a baby, you don't know what the future holds. So it's, it's it's um it's a very scary thing to be yeah. constantly reading that people going. Actually the no obvious question that people would ask Rebecca Amish is that we assume this is on the public system. If it was a thing that you have private insurance and things like that, like could you have gotten Amy's tests faster? Well, that's the thing. Um, so what I actually did, we we had two referrals sent through the public system, and then we actually went private. Um. There is only, it's only recently that a private geneticist has actually, a, a, one of the geneticists that used to work at Crumlin has actually left and set up his own private practice um, in the Black Rock Clinic. So what we actually did was we were, we were like, we can't do this anymore. We need some answers. So we actually went to the private geneticist. Yeah. Um, so this was during the COVID lockdown now. So we had to, you know, pay for a hotel, pay for trains, all that kind of thing. So it was, it was a very expensive trip. And then we got there. And he, he was extremely kind. And he was like, the reality is this child actually needs multiple tests. And he was like, you're on. He was like, you're on. He was very kind about it, in fairness. He was like, this child needs to go to Crumlin. This is not, you cannot get this answer through the private system. Nobody can afford it. Right. Nobody could afford to get and everything. Does insurance cover it, by the way? The insurance covered half of the consultation, but like... That that didn't it didn't cover any of the surrounding costs. Like I mean, that's the thing. Even when she has any kind of private appointments, because we do everything, almost everything privately, because we don't really have a choice. Like speech and language, occupational therapy, all that kind of jazz. You you, I mean, you you would be you'd be twenty five. Like there's there's nothing that we don't pay for privately ourselves. I mean, we were saving for a mortgage. We still are. Just it's kind of become a bit farcical. I'll be honest with you. Um, that was that was pretty much you know that we took a lot of money out of our our mortgage savings to to pay for those things and we do it again in a heartbeat because looking back you know we didn't really have any other choice and we if 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 it was happening in the morning we wouldn't have any choice again mm. but i suppose the issue is that you know it's not just it's not even just the genetics um because in the end we didn't as such get much of an answer because it was something that they didn't you know 
they didn't really understand the results, mm. if, if that makes sense. Yeah, because but, but what he seems to have been saying to you, the guy that you went private to, was, look, you know what, I, I'll do what I can for you, but realistically, you need to go to Crumlin. That was exactly it. He was like, this is what Crumlin is for. This is what they, you know, they should be dealing with this. You can't pay for every single thing privately. And in fairness to him, he re- he made a third referral and he made a very compelling, he sent a very compelling letter. And it was worth all of that for him to, to write that letter and, and advocate on her daughter's behalf. Because yeah. nobody else had the time to advocate on her behalf. No, no, even though we know this so is very specialist treatment and very specialised testing, the idea that a little child would wait 18 months and that that would be classed as quick is, is bizarre in a modern society. It's, it's, I mean, I suppose if you have a child right now um, in Cork who's, you know, coming into children's disability services for the first time, what essentially has happened is you've had to deal with COVID. So you've been in the hospital, you've been unable to swap out with your partner, um, you know, you've been unable to leave the room, things like that. And for indeterminate lengths of time, now, thankfully, those kind of restrictions at CUH have actually lifted a little bit. So things are a little bit easier. But there was many weeks there where you literally could not leave the room. Um, and then you had the HSE hacking, which also affected the correspondence. It, it particularly affected the correspondence of Crumlin. They couldn't open their emails. Um, and then you also have the fact that the assessment of need process has changed. Whereas now, you you know, you used to be able to get a diagnosis through the assessment of need process. Whereas now you just get a piece of paper that says your child either does or does not have a disability. Um, so and that's then, impossible yeah. to tell without all these tests. Yeah, and then you get referred on to what they call the Progressing Disability Services. And basically, just before COVID, I suppose, they kind of tore all the kind of the children's disability services. I mean, they weren't they weren't functioning very well before, that's for sure. I mean, everybody knows they were absolutely abysmal. But since they have run the Progressing Disability rollout in court, it's collapsed entirely, entirely. Like they took something that was broken. Yeah, they're bringing them all under the one umbrella and told us that that would streamline everything. And in actual fact, it's worse it's made it. Oh, absolutely. Like the whole thing is completely collapsed. Like, and I suppose that's why a diagnosis for for a family and for a child is so important. Whether that's through the assessment of need process or whether that's with their genetics appointment, because firstly, it feels like you're in, in, you know, you're fighting an invisible boogeyman if you don't know what to do with. But it's also because charities have always propped up this, like since day one, they have always propped up the system. But if you don't know, like if you have dyslexia, if your child has dyslexia, you can go contact the Dyslexia Association. Mm. And if you, if your child has an unknown collect a collection of unknown of symptoms that you that aren't kind of that haven't been knitted together yet, then you you don't really have anywhere. Now there is Rare Ireland, which is a fantastic source of information for anybody who's looking for information about genetics and what consultants are there and how long the waiting lists are. They're a fantastic charity, but at the same time, mm. all of the children in Rare Ireland are completely different. Like you won't find any two children in that group that are the same. And mm. while they're their own community, there's there's nothing like there's there's never going to be anything that will replace, you know, no, actually, no a way. bit of an insight into the future, you know. Minds, and obviously, every minds, child is going to be different. Of course, who minds mommy and daddy? Oh, there's absolutely nothing. There's nothing. Um, 
it's actually scary how li- like there's literally nothing. Yeah. Other than support groups. Well, that's the funny thing because I actually looked into these. <laughs> there's ones on Facebook, like, but I actually I actually looked into one locally, and the only one I could find. It was two hours of a group once a week. Um, and I said it to them, I was like, oh, can, can you bring kids? And they were like, oh, no, no, it's just parents. And I was like, well, if I could find, if I had two hours of free time a week, then probably wouldn't need that support group. <laughs> yeah, there is that, isn't there? <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, I, I, I know it's, I, I just, I thought it was kind of funny myself, but yeah. It is what it is. You know, all of the people working within the system are very hard working and they, you know, I'm sure that they have the children's best interest at heart, but it's uh, when it comes down to it, who is going to take responsibility? They're they're working with a broken system and and they're great people, but they're working with a system that's broken from the top down, unfortunately. Rebecca, good luck to you and and to, and to to Dad and to Emmy going forward, um, and just these weights are just ridiculous. Like eighteen months, and it's considered fast, fast. Right. Let's go to Louise O'Keefe uh, of Rare Ireland uh, Family Support, which indeed is what one of the the group that that Rebecca mentioned. Hi, Louise. Hi. How are you? Good. Like, who does mind the families? Who does mind the moms and the dads and bring them through these these difficult months? Well, when these parents are um, facing this diagnosis, um, there really is there was nowhere for them to turn, which is where where Ireland Family Support Network um, came into it, and that's where me and Laura Egan decided to set this group up. Yeah. yeah. In March um, 2017, um, we both went through the whole. Um, rare diagnosis process and we both found that um, there was no support for us mm-hmm. um, and Alana is Laura's daughter she's 21, my daughter is 8 so even that big gap you know we still both face the exact same problems really? um, that parents like Rebecca are facing now so we set up rare and um, we now are the first point of contact for many parents who just receive a rare diagnosis and um, we are here to support them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even waiting to get the diagnosis can be part of the problem. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, you know, um, that can be a long journey in itself. You know, um, some people are waiting years for the child to be diagnosed and many children are still undiagnosed um, for many different reasons. Um mm. And what kind of things do you do? Like, where do you fit into it all? So, as I said, like, we're the first point of contact for parents, usually. And um, we offer support um, from our own experiences, you know, um, going through this. We offer support. um, We have 1,300 members now. Wow. We have somewhere in the region of about 1,000, maybe, different genetic conditions. Yeah, um, we can't interpret genetic reports or tell them how the diagnosis will affect them, but we can offer support. Um, we can be there to help them. A lot of our parents are facing similar challenges. Um, a lot of children would have conditions such as, um, you know, epilepsy, heart problems, um, developmental delays. Um, you know, we all face kind of similar. Yeah. What, similar. Kind, what kind of things are people looking for when they come to you? 
Louise. Are they looking well, for, first of all, thinking, realising they're not alone? Is that the start of it? Yeah, well, really they're just looking for support. Like, they don't know what... A lot of the time when people are... When your child is diagnosed with a rare condition, the doctor is telling you your child has this condition, but there may not even be any information available to you about the condition, how it's going to affect your child. So... I know a lot of people, um, when their child is diagnosed, they're told they have this condition, and then they're putting on a waiting list to see a genetics consultant to interpret them results. But in the meantime, they're left in limbo. They have to wait. I mean, you could be waiting two to three years to see a genetics consultant to tell you what this diagnosis means. Mm. So you get the test, you get so the result, get... and then you have to yeah. wait again. Yeah, so if a, if a paediatrician, for example, um, sends off blood tests and you it comes back that your child has a genetic condition, a rare genetic condition. Um, you have to wait then to see a genetics consultant who can tell you what the condition means for your child, what way it's going to affect your child. But that waiting list is two to three years. So you're going home, you're going home and you're, you know, going on Google because you don't know, there's not, a lot of the time there's not even a booklet to give with the information. A lot of our families may be the only people in Ireland with the condition or they might be the only people in the world with that condition. So, can you imagine how, how, how scary that is? No, I can't. I can't. You know, possibly. like, yeah, parents are absolutely heartbroken when they hear this news and, um, and to, to be told you'll be waiting two to three years for somebody to actually sit down and explain to you what that means. Wow. You know, I mean, there's nothing like parent-to-parent support. You know, we all get it. We've all been there. We all know what it's like, you know. And then a lot of the time as well, um, our children will have a number of different medical conditions, developmental delays, autism, intellectual disabilities. They're facing all this at the same time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's it's very hard for, for the family yeah, it's very isolating. It's a very lonely place to be, you know, um, and there's nowhere to turn. There was nowhere to turn for support. Thankfully, now we have Rare Ireland um, Family Support Network and um, we have parents contact us every single day going through this. Um, like I said, we set up in March 2017 and things are only going really from bad to worse with the genetic situation at the moment. Yeah. Did, did COVID make it worse, the testing and the referrals and all that? Well, COVID slowed things down, yeah, but it was it was bad to begin with, to be honest. Yeah. So, where can people contact you, uh, Louise, if if they want to get in touch with with Rare Diseases Ireland? So, it's Rare Family Support Network. Um, we are on Facebook at Rare Ireland, and we have an email rareireland at gmail dot com. We have a private support group with over thirteen hundred members. Um, if they contact us on Facebook, we'll be able to add them, add them there. So Rare Family Support Network on Facebook. Yeah, Rare Ireland Family Support. Rare Ireland Family Rare, Support Network. Right. Yeah, and the email is rareireland at gmail.com. Rareireland at gmail.com. Listen, and, yeah. Yeah, no, we um, provide virtual coffee mornings. Um, um, we provide different courses for our parents to help them um, we also um, work on a lot of projects um, in the rare disease community. We do a lot of stuff behind the scenes to try and help. Mm, but you know the most important thing that you do, Louise? You care. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, we've all been there, you know. We know what it's like. It's really not a nice place to be, you know, so... Okay. We'll give out those contact details again. And thanks for being with us. And good luck with, with the project because it's 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 much needed. And it, unfortunately, it's needed an awful lot more than it should be needed. And thank you very much, Louise O'Keefe, co-founder of Rare, uh, Rare Family Support Network, uh, rareireland at gmail.com. All right, Rare Family Support Network on Facebook and rareireland at gmail.com. Quartz 96 FM. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.